0: Welcome to Ghouls Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, I have uh, inexplicable events that people have experienced okay. from my beginning. First one, I had a zit on my neck, and when I popped it, this pearl-like thing came out of it, which it's, it looks like a pearl.
1: That's weird.
0: It's like the size of a pearl, too. Ew. Yeah. Gross. Next one, a monarch butterfly flew to me and landed on my hat while I was working. Only after trying to place it on a milkweed plant did I notice that it was completely headless. Oh, God. (laughs) What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh this person woke up to a photo on their phone. The timestamp was before they woke up. Ew. It's of them? Ew. I don't like those. No, that is creepy. It's super creepy. Uh the pad on my middle finger is suddenly huge and I didn't do anything to it. It's weird. Hmm. My parents found a feather with a telephone number on it. What? <laughs> oh my gosh! That's weird. Uh, my bracelet had a chip in it. Well, um. That's not good. Like a, like a GPS chip? Or? Yeah. Like a like a micro chip of some sort. That's, it's just a bracelet. That's weird. It was from the U.S. Army too. Oh. Hmm. Found a Polaroid on my car. On the windshield, um, it's just a Polaroid of a bunch of chickens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Someone just fucking with them. <laughs> I opened my engine bay to my car to top off the fluid, and I found a chicken egg inside.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how did a bird? How did a chicken get under the hood?
0: I do I, yeah, a random chicken egg. That's weird. in under the hood of a car. <laughs> I found a tape at Goodwill and I'm uh, am I in the beginning of a horror movie and the tape has a sticker on it that says do it yourself brainwashing. Oh. <laughs> That's horrifying. That is. I found a shirt and hat I've never seen before on my bedroom floor. What? That's disturbing. That would be, would what if, like, me? Oh, my God. That would be so weird. Yeah. I'd be like, who the fuck has been in my house? And, like, it was, like, a baseball cap and, like, a man's t-shirt? Yeah. Oh, my, like, what is it doing on the floor? That would be fucking weird. What's it doing in my house? Period. Yeah, seriously. Men don't come over here.
1: (laughs) Well, Peyton does,
0: but. Well, he's still, I mean, that's super weird. That is, yeah. He don't wear hats. (laughs) That's the weird part, that Peyton had a hat. (laughs) Uh, Public notice in the newspaper, it says, Apology, Barbara, it's been 16 years since I last saw you. I was a volunteer, and you insulted me after I had cleaned your basin. You were speaking of your mother, and I thought how lucky you were, but I did not intend for you to cut your hand off. Why on earth did you? I can't give you a new hand, but I can say how sorry I am. I had stress too. Maura. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's weird. What's that? It <laughs> says so a bar on my new house. Um, it's a, looks like it might be in a closet, but it says deceased on it.
1: Ooh, that's not good.
0: And my last one, my box of imported flame and hot Cheetos came with a tube of body butter. Ew! <laughs> <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: man. All right, I did. All right, so um, I got stories from a book called "Real Haunted Roads and Highways." By Zachary Knowles. Hopefully these are better than the last few I've done. So Clinton Road in West Milford, New Jersey. Clinton Road has been frightening drivers for decades. It is surrounded by thick, almost impenetrable woods, and there are only a few houses along it, making it seem like an abandoned, lifeless stretch of road in the middle of nowhere. The first one is Ghost Boy Bridge. One of the most well-known legends associated with this road is is that of the Ghost Boy Bridge. This old bridge is near a very sharp, dangerous curve in the road and is apparently haunted by the ghost of a young boy. There are several possible backstories for this haunting, including a dare gone wrong and drowning. The actual haunting is quite simple. The story states if you throw a coin off the bridge and into the water, the the boy's ghost will throw it back at you. Some visitors have insisted they've been pelted with coins and small pebbles without throwing anything in the water. Imagine how a visitor felt when he tested the theory by throwing a penny into the water and saw the boy's face appear clearly, as if reflecting. Another legend says the boy was killed when he stopped to lean over and pick up a coin on the ground. A car didn't see him in time and struck him. If you drop a quarter on the bridge, many believe something unseen will push you away from the road and into the water below, as if to save you from a similar fate. Fortunately, the ghost boy is harmless enough as long as he doesn't start throwing large rocks at people peering over the bridge.
0: (laughs) That would be terrifying!
1: If you're driving down Clinton Road at night, you expect to see headlights. However, imagine driving down the road when a pair of headlights appear in your rearview mirror. They accelerate toward you rapidly, too close for comfort. Then, as suddenly as they appear, they disappear, and there was no place to turn off and no car to go with the headlights. This has happened to numerous drivers along this stretch of street. Uh, Clinton Furnace. Another eerie location along Clinton Road is the long-abandoned Clinton Clinton Furnace. This was an iron smelter back in the 1700s. It looks a bit like a temple and is rumored to be haunted, though the details of the hauntings are not easy to come by. One of its more disturbing aspects is the fact that some interesting types of people seem to choose it as the location for their ceremonies and rituals. Uh, Back in the 1970s, a safari-themed family park called the Jungle Habitat was closed down. The stories that not all the animals were were removed. As a result, people have reported eerie encounters with strange creatures as they drive down the road, especially at night. One man was driving along in the dark with his headlights on. As he turned a corner, the beams revealed a monkey-like creature at the edge of the road. Its eyes reflected the light from the headlights and the a most unnatural manner, and it seemed aggressive. Needless to say, the man hurried on his way and was grateful that his car didn't break down. Even before the animal park was closed down, there had been reports of attacks by diseased animals that has, had escaped. It isn't uncommon, according to locals, to be driving along and see a kangaroo hopping along by the side of the road.
0: So was that monkey a creature, or was it a monkey?
1: It was a. I think it was a monkey. Oh.
0: Well, that's not very haunted.
1: No. Shades of Death Road in Warren County, New Jersey. Clinton Road isn't the only haunted highway in New Jersey. Shades of Death Road has a reputation to go with its creepy name. That is a creepy name. Yeah. And that's a long name. <laughs> turn down Shades of Death Road, then, turn, then go
0: right. <laughs> what? Shades of Death Road. <laughs> That's awful. (laughs) Who named that?
1: (laughs) Said to be the site of numerous lynchings and murders, as well as a devastating malaria outbreak, it has seen its share of death and violence. Many ghostly figures have been spotted by people traveling this road, including some fascinating video footage documented by Jack Osborne in his television series Haunted Highways. I was super mad when that show didn't keep going. I loved that one.
0: Really? Yeah. I don't think I ever watched it. Oh, you
1: didn't? Oh, mm-hmm. I liked it.
0: I really like Jack Osborne, though. Oh, the I do, too. I
1: does. watch all his stuff. Yeah,
0: his shows are good.
1: Not only did their equipment begin to act up once they turned onto Shades of Death Road, but they soon discovered one of their tires was flat. After changing the tire, they got back on the road with their cameras running and managed to capture a spectral figure just standing near the trees at the side of the road, as if he were watching them drive by. Did he have anything to do with their equipment malfunctioning, or perhaps the flat tire? Was he one of the many murder victims believed to have met their fate along this road, or perhaps one of the malaria victims? This phantom gentleman is just one of countless mysterious, unearthly figures that people have witnessed as they, dr- they have driven along this road through the years. Another example is the ghost who inhabits a stretch of woods along the road named Jenny Jump Forest. The woods were supposedly named after a young woman, Jenny, who leaped to her death there. Through the years, she has made countless appearances walking among the trees. Anyone who tries to stop to see if she needs a ride or perhaps some help sees her vanish into thin air. Another area of Shades of Death Road that are known for ghostly encounters is aptly called Haunted Hollow. <laughs> Many drivers, as they travel along this part of the highway, encounter ghostly figures that vanish as the drivers get closer. One particular ghost who appears near this area is always seen in a scorched, torn prom dress. She is believed to be the spirit of a young woman whose prom date lost control of his car. That's awful. She died in the resulting fiery crash and is often seen walking down the middle of the road. Is she looking for her date or perhaps trying to get back to the prom? Regardless of her goals, she has frightened many late night drivers and caused quite a few cars to swerve in an attempt to miss her, only to have her disappear just as they reach her.
0: That's scary, but they need to make up new road names. I
1: know, man, that is creepy. How
0: about bright future road <laughs> or looking forward road? Not not Jenny Jump. That's awful. <laughs> Shades of death road. <laughs>
1: And like I said, that's too long. Yeah. Yeah. Just call it Death Road.
0: (laughs) Death Road.
1: (laughs) Ghost Lake. A man-made lake lies close to the road with its own mysterious reputation, especially how it got its name. Some strange things started happening near the lake as soon as it was completed and was aptly named in conjunction with the sightings. Imagine walking by this small lake in the early morning hours only to see vapor columns form on the surface, except these vapor columns look disturbingly like some kind of wraith. As common with these types of sightings, it disappears as quick as it appears, but often leaves onlookers chilled and on edge. That's not all this lake is known for, however. Many visitors have reported during the late evening or night, the sky above the lake is as bright as midday. No natural explanation has been found for this odd phenomenon, but many have witnessed it. Some people think it occurs because the man made lake flooded a Lenape burial ground and the spirits of the Lenape haunt the lake.
0: That would be scary to see.
1: Yeah, it would. That would be creepy. Ghost fog. Shades of Death Road is also known for very intense, dense fog that suddenly appears and results in extremely dangerous driving conditions. No reasonable explanation has been found for its random appearance, but many drivers slowly and carefully crawl their vehicle through it. It occurs in both fair and foul weather, including otherwise clear weather with seasonal temperatures. Some people, as they've peered carefully through the fog to avoid a car accident, have seen figures within.
0: Ooh, that'd be creepy. That is
1: super creepy. And uh, where where was this again? I ain't going there. I don't know. This is in New Jersey.
0: Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, let's not go there.
1: Yeah, these. I wonder how close these roads are to each other. Hmm. It's weird. There is also an explicable white light that many have witnessed burning off the road at the Lenape Lane turnoff and nowhere else. A local legend also claims that if the light turns red while you're staring at it, you are facing imminent death. Some witnesses say a bright white orb appears near the end of Lenape Lane and will chase vehicles out back onto Shades of Death Road. Shades of Death Road is also believed to be home to a Native American spirit guide who takes the form of a deer at night. He seems to take grave offense when drivers don't make much effort to slow down and avoid him.
0: Well, yeah.
1: Nature to him is precious and should be protected. Those who neglect to be careful will find themselves involved in a very expensive accident with a deer and a lesson on avoiding wildlife when possible.
0: (laughs) That's funny.
1: (laughs) Kelly Road in Ohioville, Pennsylvania. Kelly Road is a two-mile stretch of road that connects two towns, but its limited length doesn't constrain the strange things that happen to those that drive that drive it. Ghost children and crazed animals are quite common, having been experienced by locals and visitors alike. Animals, from small squirrels to larger dogs, react very intensely to this road. As many place their paws on the asphalt, they suddenly and inexplicably take on the characteristics of a rabid am- animal. Both domesticated pets and wild animals behave in a deranged, unpredictable, aggressive manner. They will chase people and might start foaming at the mouth. Ooh. Imagine you are walking along the quiet stretch of night in the evening, about a half a mile along the road. You live here and are very familiar with the road and homes along it. Suddenly you hear something very strange cackling chickens. Though some of the families that live along this road have animals like chickens and goats, you've never heard them this close to the road. You turn around and see a cluster of about eight chickens following you as fast as their short legs will carry them. What? And they look and sound angry. Oh. Not being a chicken yourself, you decide to hurry a bit more but otherwise ignore them. After you walk about a half a mile, they turn back. The same same things happen... The the same thing happens a few days later, but with goats. Goats being larger than chickens, you are a bit more in a hurry to escape their aggression. This type of phenomena is the main reason Kelly Road is sometimes called mystery mile by the locals and is a common occurrence experienced by both longtime residents and visitors. It is very unnerving, especially when it affects your own animals and pets. That's weird. That is super weird. What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> don't go to Pennsylvania either. I
0: guess the animals will run you off. <laughs> uh,
1: there are, of course, ghosts that haunt the road too. Put yourself in place of a young man who has decided to take this road as a shortcut as he drives towards his destination. He's only driven the road in the daylight, but it seems safe enough to travel at night without a problem. About half a mile along the road, his usually reliable pickup truck suddenly stalls. Just as he's about to climb out and check the engine, he sees something odd in the headlights. There's a mist forming in the moonlight just a little bit further down the road. He stays in the truck a moment, trying to figure out why a mist like that would be forming and floating down the street. As it draws closer to his truck, he begins to see forms in it that look like people. In fact, they look like a group of kids dressed in very old-fashioned clothes. He held his breath as the phantom children walk right by his truck like it wasn't there, and then his truck suddenly started. He accelerated and got out of there as fast as he could.
0: That is terrifying.
1: That's creepy. Just the the fog yeah. and seeing people in it. In it. Yeah. That is super fucked up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I agree.
1: The ghost of a young boy all by himself is actually the most common paranormal occurrence along Kelly Road. Many people have seen his apparition appear as they drive by, only to disappear again. One woman who lives along the road looked into her backyard one night and saw the boy. He was pale as a ghost, no pun intended, (laughs) and dressed in very ragged, old-fashioned clothes. He seemed to glow with an unearthly white light as he played in her yard. She decidedly left him alone. I would, too.
0: Uh, Yeah, I don't think I'd bother him.
1: No. (laughs) Mona Lisa Drive in New Orleans, Louisiana. This lovely length of road in New Orleans, a city already known for its abundance of paranormal activity, is named after a young woman who haunts it to this very day. The road runs through the New Orleans City Park, which contains 8,000 acres of lagoons, ponds, and cypress trees, and golf courses. According to the locals, a wealthy philanthropist donated money to found New Orleans City Park as well as a collection of statues for it. He had just one stipulation. They create a statue in remembrance of his late beloved daughter, Mona. It would be a Venus-style statue that would be located in the cul-de-sac at the end of Mona Lisa Road. From that point on, there are a few different stories, One version says Mona was in love with a young sailor who travels often brought him to the ports of New Orleans, but her love for him far exceeded his feelings for her. He was more interested in a relationship that left him free to also pursue young women in other ports of call.
0: Um, Of course he did. (laughs) Whatever.
1: They were known to often walk hand in hand in the area where modern day New Orleans City Park is located. Some stories say they spent much of their time strolling around the lagoons in the park. However, weary with her clingy ways, he finally broke up with her. Mona was beyond brokenhearted, and her reaction was so strong that in a moment of rage and frustration, he grabbed a hold of her. As she fought back in fear, he pushed her into the water and let her drown. Another version of the story says the young sailor did love her dearly and asked for her hand in marriage. Her father did not approve of his daughter marrying a mere sailor. Outraged, he forbid Mona from ever seeing the young man again. Her father was surprised by her extreme reaction to his command, but would not relent. A distraught Mona was convinced she could not live without her beloved and committed suicide by drowning in the lagoon she and her love had so enjoyed. Years later, her statue in the park was destroyed by careless young people who made her statue the location for their trysts. When cruising turned into a car chase, a vehicle struck the statue and it tumbled to pieces on the ground. Whether this was connected to the beginning of her haunting or not is unclear, but her ghost remains, whether or not her statue does. That's sad. I don't don't believe any of those stories like that. Mm. They're all the same. Imagine you and your love have decided to head down Mona Lisa Drive to find a place to park and spend some romantic moments together. Once you find the perfect spot, you turn to each other, and then the magic of the moment is shattered by the heart-wrenching sound of a woman crying pitifully. You turn to look around as the sound seems as if she's adjacent to your car, but you see no one. Then you hear a chilling sound like nails scratching at the passenger side window. You quickly start your vehicle and take off as fast as possible. That is the experience many young couples have experienced when visiting Mona Lisa Drive. It seems as if Mona is unable to let go of the pain of her own breakup and cannot handle the romance of others, or perhaps she is trying to warn young women not to fall for the wrong man, as she herself did. Others have had the fortune or misfortune of actually seeing Mona approach their cars. Dressed in a flowing white gown Glowing with a foggy light that seems to emanate from within, she floats to their cars, and they leave quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Mona doesn't just haunt couples, however. Others have seen her within the park, especially when cold weather begins. There have been sounds of cries, cackles, screams, and even yells. The wildlife in the area react to the sounds, as well by scurrying away as the noises grow louder and louder. The sounds are said to have stopped after Hurricane Katrina ravaged the New Orleans area. That's weird. Yeah. Archer Avenue in Chicago, Illinois. This modern road once started out as a Native American trail and evolved with the times. What is fascinating about Archer Avenue is the fact there is a section that is extremely paranormally active, possibly making it one of the most haunted highways in the United States. Resurrection Mary. The haunted portion of Archer Avenue runs near Resurrection Cemetery, the site of well-known ghost named nicknamed Resurrection Mary. In 1934, Mary Burgovie was a beautiful teenage girl out on a date with her boyfriend. They had attended a dance, but during the course of the evening they quarreled. Angry and indignant, Mary decided to walk home by herself rather than ride in the car with him, even if it was cold outside and very dark. Mary had walked less than a mile from the O. Henry Ballroom, now known as Willowbrook Ballroom and Banquets, before she was killed in a fatal hit-and-run accident. The driver of the car was never identified or came forward. Mary's distraught parents had her buried in Resurrection Cemetery in the same outfit she wore the night she perished, a white dress and matching shoes. Envision driving along Archer Avenue one dark, chilly night. Your headlights reveal a young blonde teenage girl in a white dress standing desolately by the side of the road. She has a shawl thrown casually over her shoulders and in her hand is a small clutch purse. You notice her clothing seems a bit outdated, though you know teens wear strange outfits these days. Concerned for her safety on a dark night and realizing it looks like it's about to rain, you pull over and ask her if she needs a ride somewhere. She doesn't seem to be hurt physically, at least not that you can see. She calmly gets into the car, sits down in the passenger seat, and says nothing. You find her behavior odd, of course, but chalk it up to a fight with her boyfriend or something similar. As your car passes Resurrection Cemetery, you glance over to her, but she vanishes right in front of your eyes. That is the same experience many people have had driving down Archer Avenue. One man picked her up at a nearby shopping center. As they drove along, she suddenly shouted, Here! Here! He stopped the car quickly and looked around but saw nothing other than an old decrepit shack. He asked her where she was referring to and she pointed toward the shack. Then she vanished from sight without ever opening the car door. A cab driver in the late 1970s claims Resurrection Mary stiffed him for his cab fare. The cabbie had picked her up from a lounge located across the street from the cemetery. One young man actually claims to have danced with Mary at the O. Henry Ballroom. When the evening was over, he politely offered to give her a ride home, and she accepted. As they approached the cemetery, she asked him to pull over. As he did, she stepped out of the car like any flesh-and-blood girl, walked up to the gates, and then disappeared from sight without the gates opening. Some horrified drivers have struck a girl matching the description of Mary, but when they leap out of the car to check on her, she disappears. There is no body or sign of damage to their car. Is it possible she is reenacting her death?
0: That would be so terrifying.
1: I couldn't imagine thinking that you hit somebody. I know. Getting out of your car and nothing is there. I
0: couldn't imagine that. That's terrifying. That is just,
1: Yeah. <laughs> Archer Avenue also runs along the St. James Sag Cemetery, where many people have caught sight of spectral monks. These sightings date back to 1800s and have not lessened with time. Back in the 1970s, a police officer turned off Archer Avenue and up to the gates of the cemetery with his headlights on. To his utter amazement, he saw the figures of eight men dressed as hooded monks begin to arise from the cemetery and head toward the rectory. Convinced they were pranksters, he leaped out of his car, ran through the gates, and fearlessly pursued the specters. While he stumbled and tripped in the dark over tombstones and tree roots in the cemetery, he realized the hooded monks were floating effortlessly, effortless, oh my god, <laughs> effortless above the ground. He was unable to catch up with them before they disappeared.
0: Again, that would be so scary to I see. <laughs>
1: It's like you hear these stories all the time, but it's like if you actually experienced
0: it, yeah, that would be crazy. I would think I was going crazy.
1: I don't know if I would think I was going crazy. I would just be like,
0: what the heck?
1: I don't know. A pair of young men were staying at a recreation hall located along Archer Avenue during the turn of the century in 1897. They heard something odd outside on the street, like some type of horse and carriage passing on the stone street outside their window. Being the middle of the night, they decided to peer out the window to find the source. Their hearts nearly stopped beating when they saw the cause of the strange noise. There in the darkness was a horse-drawn black hearse from days gone by. That sight alone might be enough to startle someone, but it was what the hearse was carrying that chilled them to the bone a small child's coffin glowing in the dark night. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Others have seen this mysterious hearse since time, since that time, though now it is mostly drivers traveling along the road.
0: That's sad. Okay, that's all I got. Okay. (laughs) It's not ready. (laughs) Okay. Kind of going along with my beginning. I'm sharing... Mind breaking one in a million stories that people have. Cool. I was eight months pregnant and putting my mother's ashes to sea. My mom had died a couple years prior on her 60th birthday. That's sad. But my grandmother hadn't been ready to say goodbye then. My grandmother was concerned about me being on a boat, but I insisted I'd be fine. As I dropped her ashes in the water, my water breaks. The captain rushes us back to land. My daughter was born the same day and hour as my mother had been over 60 years prior. We named her after her. Oh, that gave me chills. Yeah. Next one, I got my tonsils out twice because they grew back. What? Throwing up blood that runs down the back of your throat after surgery was an exorcist-level event. I'm glad the pain pills were so huge that I had to break them up into smaller, jagged pieces. What? What? I don't know. Whose tonsils grow back?
1: <laughs> that, yeah, I'd never heard of that happening before.
0: Next one, my sister's husband was taking classes at a community college in their city. He met a girl in his class who told him she was from the same small town where he and my sister, along with my parents, used to live. They talked some more, and he learned that her mom and stepfather worked at the same prison as our dad. He mentions my dad's name to her, and she said, that's weird. That's my stepdad's name. That's how we learn of my dad's affair and his other family. Oh, shit. That's not good. No. That's crazy. Yeah. That is one in a million. What are the odds they would start talking? Yeah, that's weird. Next one. My husband and I visited our old hometown and went to a used bookstore we used to frequent. I picked up a familiar title in nostalgia and flipped it open to find a student's school ID card. The name and photo ID? My husband's. (laughs) Turns out his mom had donated the books to that store many years before we all moved away from that area. He must have been using it as a bookmark and forgotten. It's not so surprising, considering we used to live in that area, but the ID was nearly 10 years old by the time we found it. That book was sitting on that shelf for nearly a decade, untouched, waiting for me to come along and pick it up. That's crazy. (laughs) They definitely bought it, right? They had to, uh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Next one. My son died at 11 months old for two and a half minutes. I got to hold him as he took his first breaths, hold him while he took his last breaths, then got to hold him as he took his first breaths again. God, that's horrible. Yeah. It's something that, as a mother, I don't wish on anyone. It was by far the scariest night of my life. I'll never forget it. New Year's Eve 2007 in Fairbanks, Alaska. My son statistically was not supposed to survive the pregnancy. I nearly lost him three times in the first trimester. I started going into active labor at 20 weeks, got put on strict bed rest, and then developed preeclampsia. I also had hypermesis through the whole pregnancy. I couldn't even hold down water and needed daily IV fluid and nutrition. I was 17 pounds lighter than my pre-pregnancy weight when I delivered him at 39 weeks. Because of all that, he shouldn't be here now. To make things even weirder, the doctor who kept me from losing him in my pregnancy was the doctor who treated him in Alaska, at a completely different hospital, all the way across the country from where we first met. It felt like divine intervention seeing his face. I knew deep in my soul that my son was going to be okay. My son is happy and healthy and a teenager now. I'm sitting here crying, thinking about that night. It definitely feels like a gut punch when I think about it that's horrible it's horrible he was fucking supposed to be here yeah he was he's got a purpose for sure next one i was hit by lightning sort of indirectly lightning hit a tree near the well head while i was doing dishes it exploded the tree fried the well and gave me a jolt that made my metal fillings so hot they burned my tongue other than that i was fine that's scary that is scary god you could just be doing anything and like mm-hmm. oh my I was almost murdered in a case of mistaken identity. A guy came chasing after my car on a highway, waving his gun out the window. He eventually got in front of me, blocked my car, stopped his car, and got out. He came right up to my window, pointed the gun at my head, looked me in the eyes, and said, sorry, wrong chick, then got back in his car and drove away. Oh
1: my god.
0: I still have no idea who he was or who the right chick was.
1: Shit.
0: Holy shit.
1: I would have pissed my pants. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Earlier this summer I was walking in the woods with my dog, a 5-year-old 65-pound pit lab mix. We were on one of our usual trails and at a narrow part of it. My dog randomly stopped, stared, and laid down. About 30 feet in front of us was a lone deer blocking the path. I just stood there staring. It just stood there staring at us for about 30 seconds. I decided to let it take its time. I was in no rush. Eventually, the lone deer ran back into the brush, and my dog and I continued on our path. When we got to where the deer was, a massive branch fell 30 feet in front of us, where we would have been if we hadn't stopped to wait for the deer. Once I realized that, I was so shook, and we went back the other way. I'm not a superstitious or everything happens for a reason person, but when I told my mom about it, she said that it was the deer paying it forward because I work with animals. I'm a vet nurse. If I was hit, I think I'd at least be dealing with some nasty hospital bills, and if my dog were hit, I hate to think about what could have happened. The whole thing broke my brain and made me feel really lucky. That's a cool story. That is a cool story. Next, I was contacted by the FBI in regards to a criminal on its most wanted list. There were so many coincidences in our lives that the agents thought that I had to know where he was. They grilled me for a couple hours trying to get information, but I never heard of the guy. It was incredible since our lives seemed so connected. We lived two streets apart as kids, attending the same elementary school, middle school, and high schools, and were members of the same church. He was three years older than me, so we never met at school, and his family attended the church during a different time slot. We both studied French at the same university. As language tutors, we worked in the same office and had the same boss and general phone number. The age difference kept us from ever meeting, and he switched from French to business before I got there. We both did a church missionary service in the same part of France, and we even lived at the same address twice. Our time in France never overlapped, and those mission apartments changed tenants every couple of months. When we both lived in Salt Lake, we lived in the same large apartment complex. He robbed an armored car outside of a movie theater on a Monday morning, getting away with a lot of cash and murdering the driver. I was working the overnight shift at a grocery store from Sunday night to Monday morning on that exact morning. The theater and grocery store shared a parking lot. Every six months or so, the FBI checks in with me.
1: That is weird. I got chills. I did too. That is weird. That's crazy. All those places that they were in the same place, they never
0: met each other. How can two people be so connected and never meet? I don't know. That's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, when I was a teenager, I picked up a hitchhiker. Then a few years later, the same guy picked me up when I was walking after I ran out of gas. Never saw him before or after those two occasions. Huh. That's weird. That is weird. Could you imagine? I'm like, hey. <laughs> oh, i seen you before. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, I survived two attempted kidnappings between the ages of two and five. Oh, jeez. I don't remember the first, but I remember the second time vividly what the fuck what are the odds of that i don't know scary i was driving with the windows down and my friend was riding shotgun telling me about his friend nicknamed bird whose death anniversary it was we stopped at a red light and a feather flew into the car and landed on his arm his arm has a feather tattoo in honor of his friend oh oh i got chills again Next one, while riding my bicycle on a commercial fishing pier as a kid, I lost control and rode off the edge of a 20-foot drop to exposed rocks at low tide. I tried to stop myself from going over by planting my feet on the edge of the pier, but I knew my bike was too heavy. Somehow, the bike stopped halfway over at a 45-degree angle. However, the seat was in the small of my back, preventing me from getting off. I couldn't budge it at all to get the bike back. A fisherman finally ran over to help me, and we decided he would pull me as hard as he could, and I'd let the bike fall. I jumped to the side, and he pulled me back to the pier, and it worked. However, my bike remained there, not moving at all. When I examined what had happened, there was a piece of rebar sticking out of the edge of the pier, bent upwards to an L-shape and it passed diagonally through the spokes of my front tire and completely wedged my bike into place. It was the only spot on the 300-foot-long pier with anything sticking out. I most certainly did not stop myself and my bike from going over.
1: Dang. That is one that in a million. That is scary.
0: Yeah. Next one, I found a dropped phone, tried my birthday as the passcode, and it unlocked. Oh, <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Next one. When I was 16, I was driving with my, two of my friends on a back road. It was just starting to rain, which reminded us to put our seatbelts on. About a minute later, the SUV hydroplaned and skid off the shoulder of the road. Being an inexperienced driver, I overcorrected and the vehicle did a, th- a 180 degree in the road, then flipped over the other side and rolled three times. We landed upside down, all hanging from our seatbelts. One of my friends, who had watched too many action movies, started screaming that the car was going to explode, so we all tried to get out as quickly as possible. I remember hooking my feet on the steering wheel to, get, uh, to unlatch the belt. We all slid out of our broken windows and ran back. Thankfully, another vehicle was driving behind us and saw the whole thing. He called 911, then told us, uh, then told us what he saw. He thought we were all dead, and we all should have been. It was miraculous to survive the accident, but there's all the one in a million stuff. Turns out the car flipped right between a light pole and a huge tree, only missing both by a few feet. One of my friends was missing her cell phone, which was in her hand before the accident. We found it perfectly placed in an op- in her open purse, sitting upright beside the tree oh god e m s arrived and checked out checked us out at the scene. We declined going to the hospital. Police officers claimed we were lucky to be alive. Seatbelts certainly played a role in saving our lives, but the roof was completely caved in and could have all, could have killed us all, with or without seatbelts. The next day, we went back to the tow truck yard to check out the car. Turns out my mom had left a box of roofing nails in the back that she was supposed to tell me to get give to my stepdad, but forgot. They were all scattered throughout the car, mostly nailed into the ceiling that had been caved in. So not only did we survive the accident mostly unscathed, we also avoided nail shrapnel hitting us. (laughs) Uh, Next one. I was hit in a crosswalk two times as a pedestrian by the same person. The incidents were four years apart and in different states. Oh, weird. That is weird. I received a heart transplant after being on the list for only seven hours. Wow, That's crazy. A traffic light fell off its cable and directly in front of my car while I was stopped at the red light. A bird crapped in my mouth. (laughs) I had the car door barely open while my boyfriend pumped gas and was in mid-sentence when a bird flew under the awning and pooped at the perfect angle... (laughs) to go through the barely open door right into my mouth gross that's so <laughs> disgusting oh my god that is horrifying You're just minding your own business <laughs> God. next one i was driving to a friend's house when a huge tree fell on the road my car passed under it as it was falling as soon as i could i pulled over i called the emergency services and messaged my friend to say i would be late When I got to his house, I found out that his girlfriend's mom was in the car behind, and the tree fell on her car. Luckily, she had only minor injuries, but one tree almost took us both out. Bang. That's scary.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Next one, after losing an AirPod while skiing, I was able to find it on the next run. Oh, my gosh. How? What are the chances of that? Seriously. I go to the same dentist with a woman who has the same first, middle, and last name and same birth month and day as me. Oh, my gosh. We've never crossed paths, but the hygienist tells me that we both make them double-check the birth year every time we come in. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. We moved out of our family home that my parents had lived in for about 25 years. We already moved out and the new owners had moved in but about a week later my mom remembered she had left some old photo albums in the attic. She went back to collect them and when we were looking through them she realized that a young boy in a few of the photos of family friends was actually the new owner of our old home. It's I still find it funny that before moving any of his possessions into his new home, there were already photographs of this man as a child in his house. That's funny. (laughs) Next one, I got left a written message to call a girl, and I had mistakenly called another girl with the same name instead. We've been married for 14 years. Aww. That's nice. My wife and I were on a long cross-country road trip, killing time in the car by listening to comedy albums. We just finished listening to Jim Gaffigan Special as we were pulling up to the rest stop off of 80 in Ohio. Who did I see coming out of the bathroom at the rest stop? Jim freaking Gaffigan. <laughs> I lived in New- in New York City for 20 years and never ran into him, saw him perform or knew his material, but now I was seeing him at a random rest stop after listening to him for an hour. For the first time in my life, I thought that we were living in a simulation and something glitched. It was like we conjured his presence or something. <laughs> uh, I was on a train that derailed. Ooh. That was it.
1: Oh, Okay. <laughs>
0: Next one, I saw an ad on a Pepsi case at a grocery store for a text-to-win contest to see Beyoncé in concert. I figured why not, so I sent a text and was entered. A few weeks later, I got a text back from the same number that told me I won the grand prize. I ended up winning two tickets to Beyoncé's to Miss Carter show World Tour in Brooklyn and $500 on a Visa gift card. I used the $500 for some bus tickets in a hotel down the street from Barclays. The seats were awesome, and it's something I'll never forget.
1: (laughs) That's cool. Yeah.
0: Next one, I lost a small, real pearl earring in the snow down the street from my boyfriend at the Times house. I was adjusting a scarf, and it flew out of my ear. I was sad because my grandmother got them for me. The next spring, my boyfriend at the time flicked a joint into the woods and was paranoid it didn't go in It didn't go out all the way. He went to go step on it, and right next to his foot was my earring. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That is crazy. Grandma wanted you to have an earring. Yeah. Next one. In 2006, I bought a travel guide to Costa Rica from a used bookstore to prepare for an upcoming trip. Inside the book was a copy of a shipping receipt from someone who'd ordered the book online a few years earlier. I did a double take when I saw the shipping address on the receipt. The previous owner of the book had lived not only at my address, but in my specific apartment. <laughs> the, and presumably also took a vacation to Costa Rica, because that's usually why people buy travel guides. Oh, that's, that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Next one. I got attacked by a robin in the morning, then attacked by a hawk three hours later. Oh, my God. It was a weird day. <laughs>
1: They must have pissed a bird off somewhere.
0: (laughs) That's funny. About 10 years ago, I was in Baltimore for a large East Coast earthquake that resulted in damage to the Washington Monument. It was major news because the East Coast rarely has earthquakes, let alone ones large enough to cause a commotion. That day, I was packing bags to take a trip back west to the Bay Area. When I landed, I got back to my parents' house at about 11.30 p.m., we were sitting having a glass of wine and chatting when we felt a magnitude 3 to 4 earthquake hit. Normal for the bay, I may be one of the few people ever to experience an earthquake on two different U.S. coasts on the same day. Hmm. Next one, my sister passed away in 2019 and a bunch of us went on a float trip about a year later. It was our first trip without her, so I brought a koozie that had her name on it. have a piece of her with us there we got caught up in some branches soon after our trip started and i lost the koozie i was bummed not long after we stopped on a beach and my sister's daughter and i were hanging out in the middle of the river all of a sudden the koozie brushed my hand it was down in the water not floating on the top and the water was moving so fast the koozie should have been much farther down the river by that point Of course, I started screaming in celebration that I found it. Still blows my mind that I found it, and there's no other explanation than my sister made it happen. (laughs) Yeah, she wanted you to have her koozie. I once got into a car accident while driving home from work. I hydroplaned and got pitched off the road. My car ended up flipping over entirely, and I ended up upside down. My airbags didn't deploy, and my car was completely totaled, but I walked away with only a few bruises and a small piece of glass in my thumb the cops that arrived on scene were amazed that i came out completely unscathed uh, they didn't even have to use the jaws of life to get me out i just opened the door and crawled out there was definitely a guardian angel looking out for me that day mm-hmm. Next one, so my brother had his wallet stolen at the time my mom was working a second job at night at a gas station on the other side of town Three obviously underage kids were trying to buy beer, and when she asked for ID, it was my brother's. (laughs) She gave those kids hell and demanded his wallet back. (laughs) They threw it on the counter and ran. (laughs) That's hilarious. Next one, I got hit by a car and wound up in the front passenger seat without getting through a window or open door. I went through the open moonroof. Wait, holy what? shit it says i got hit by a car and wound oh, up oh they in the weren't front- driving no oh, okay oh wow they were hit by the car wound up in the front passenger seat through the moonroof oh my gosh that's horrifying could that <laughs> you imagine being hit by someone then sitting next to him <laughs> you're like you motherfucker <laughs> start wailing on him seriously <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And this is my last one. I met my boyfriend on a dating website when we were both in our 40s. We are a perfect match for each other. We grew up in the same town and lived in the same town as adults. He was in the same third grade class as my older sister. Here's where it gets weird. Two years into the relationship, my grandmother passed away one month before her 101st birthday. I had been living in her house for about four years to help care for her before and while she resided in a nursing home. My boyfriend's dad attended the wake and recognized my aunt and uncle. Turns out my grandfather's brother was married to my boyfriend's grandfather's sister. Oh my God. Our parents have mutual first cousins, but my boyfriend and I are not related by blood. We are now in the process of buying my grandparents' house, a home his grandparents lived many years ago. Hmm. And those were mine for the week.
1: Alright. It's time for the Witty Wrap-Up. Hey, Witty Wrap-Up! I did funny tweets this week. Okay. My four-year-old has a tummy ache, and before she went to bed, she asked how you get the egg out of your body. So that's how I found out she spent her whole life thinking we got tummy eggs when we don't feel well.
0: Aww, that's so cute! (laughs) (laughs) Tummy Mm. eggs. It's so funny how kids think you're saying one thing when oh, you're yeah. not saying that at all. Like I used to call the thrift store the French store. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I thought that's what she was saying.
1: Oui, oui, mon jour. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut M and M's are a choking hazard, and I take my solemn duty to remove choking hazards from my children's vicinity very seriously.
0: Absolutely, that right. is a good parent.
1: Yes. <laughs> I've been looking at Zillow pictures of my house just to remember what it looked like clean.
0: <laughs> that is hilarious.
1: <laughs> do you ever do that? Do you ever go on like Zillow or places like the houses and look your house up and look at the no, pictures? No, I've never done oh, that. I've done that. <laughs>
0: like oh remember that's what it looked like when i first moved in i need to do that in
1: 2015 i posted a picture of some beef stew i made on instagram with the caption beef stew skills on point my kids found it tonight and have been making fun of me nonstop for three hours <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are kids for i that's mean come right on.
1: <laughs> i sure have a lot of opinions about cooking shows for someone who's eating a paw patrol string cheese for breakfast <laughs>
0: we all do that from our couch
1: (laughs) my teen is using chopsticks to eat cheetos so she doesn't get cheeto dust on her fingers (laughs) and can we just fast track her application to Yale now
0: fuck yeah she's in
1: (laughs) obsessed with the stage where preschoolers can talk really well but haven't figured out what words are commonly used in conversation by kids Right now my three year old keeps using certainly in a very sentence in every sentence like I certainly do love gummy bears.
0: <laughs> That's so cute.
1: Peyton's was actually.
0: Aw <laughs> Actually. I'm like really.
1: <laughs> Daughter, do I have to brush? Me, of course. You don't want your teeth to fall out, do you? Daughter, yes. It's how I make money.
0: <laughs> oh, that doesn't last.
1: <laughs> Eight year old's bedtime excuses last night. One, it's boiling hot in here. It was 68. <laughs> Two, he had a piece of skin on his finger that really hurts a lot. Three, he forgot how to sleep. Oh. <laughs> Four, remembering that one time 76 days ago when I promised him something and I didn't do it.
0: <laughs> That's great.
1: Five, he was too tired.
0: <laughs> too tired to go to bed. Yes. I love it.
1: Haunted house, but it's just my house filled with kids. Another illness for the fifth time oh in two God, months.
0: Oh, that is horrifying.
1: My daughter got a new pair of earrings and was so excited. She said, I feel like I'm 10 again. It was cute, but she's only 11. And that just seems too young to start chasing the fountain of youth. Yeah. <laughs> 6 a.m. Child coming out of bedroom is an orange named after the color or is it the color named after the fruit me rubbing temples (laughs) it is way too early for this (laughs) in other words i don't know (laughs) yeah stages of getting kids ready to leave one we are leaving in 15 minutes two we are leaving in five minutes three we are leaving in one minute Four, where are your pants?
0: <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That is not how I did it.
1: <laughs> As a dad, you're required to ask your neighbor, you going to do mine next? When you see them raking leaves.
0: <laughs> That's funny.
1: My daughter hasn't seen the Harry Potter movies, so we made plans to watch one together. But when the day came, my daughter told me I was too excited and she wasn't ready for all that. <laughs>
0: god damn it
1: <laughs> I hated that when Peyton was growing up and he was old enough to watch like real movies yeah. and I'd be like oh my god we gotta watch the you know the gremlins or um what's the other one With all the kids. Um, Yes, the Goonies. And then you watch it and they're like not impressed at all. I know.
0: Oh my God. It's so disappointing. It is. (laughs) It's like, what is wrong with you? This is the best movie ever. You were supposed to love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A haunted house, but there's a kid in every room who needs help with homework.
0: Ooh, that's awful. That is the worst haunted house. Yes, it is.
1: If someone was feeding me, making sure I was dry and comfortable, tenderly rocking me and singing me songs in the middle of, middle of the night, I would simply go the you know what
0: to sleep. <laughs> Why don't kids? I would love for someone to cradle me in the middle of the night and sing to me. I would Ooh, I go wouldn't. To sleep. No.
1: I don't want to no. Go back. <laughs>
0: but it's nice no what the fuck are you get the fuck out of my bedroom i'm trying to sleep here
1: (laughs) don't judge me for my toddler eating a chicken nugget for lunch judge me for not knowing where the chicken nugget came from
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) that's disturbing
1: that is very disturbing Crazy to think about how weird I was when I was pregnant. Like, one day I made my husband take the kids out for the day because I needed to watch the entire Mighty Ducks trilogy with no interruptions, but, like, needed to. (laughs)
0: Okay.
1: And my last one. My five-year-old wants to know why the neighbors still have their Halloween decorations up, and I didn't know he was on the HOA board.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what date it was. (laughs) If it was like November 1st, then yeah, dude, chill out. And that's all I got. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Send us your stories. SchoolsNightOutPodcast at gmail.com. And you can rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. We will talk to you next week. Later. Bye.